Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast and give a review. This helps out the podcast and is greatly appreciated. <coughs> now on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission. I'm Eric. And I'm Jason. I hope you're all doing great out there. Yep, glad to have you back for another edition of Pardon the Intermission, where again, we talk about movies, TV, pop culture, and a little bit of everything in between. And we all hope you're doing great, having a great time, and yes. uh, we have a great show for you. We do, but before we get into that show, just to let yes. you know that you Uh-oh. can follow us on... You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? <laughs> I thought you were going to do a disclaimer. <laughs> no disclaimer. All I was yeah, just going to tell them, responsible can, at this point. All for... I was going to tell them was they can follow us on social media for crying out loud. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah, you can follow us on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission and on Twitter, which is now X at PTI underscore podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Ooh, it was in unison. That was nice. <clears throat> I love it. Um, yeah, no, I thought you. I didn't know what you were going to say, man. I was like, uh oh, uh oh, what's going on? Disclaimer. I am an expert in suspense, <laughs> especially keeping people there in well, suspense. You're keeping me in suspense, Mike. Yeah. And, th- and why don't you tell basically by movie. <clears throat> movie knowledge. Yes. But specific movie knowledge, mainly movie quotes. We've all, mm. We all have our favorite quotes from our favorite movies every now and then, whether it's a, a Schwarzenegger movie or whether it's a Stallone movie or even a good dramatic film that you may like. We all have our favorite quotes from our well, favorite movies. As a matter of fact, speaking of Schwarzenegger, <clears throat> we did a, uh, if you guys want to go back to listen, uh, if you haven't listened to it, we did a show a uh, couple couple podcasts ago mm-hmm. where it was uh, like uh, Arnold's famous, um, mm-hmm. Arnold's most famous movie movie lines or movie quotes, right? Yeah, yeah. Of we course, w- we didn't agree with. We didn't agree with any of them. Well, hardly any <laughs> Well, no, no, we agree with some of them, but. Yeah. Yeah, but what what had me thinking about this story and our best vocal adaptation of Arnold Schwarzenegger that I yeah. thought that it's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. I, that wasn't even on the list, was it? It was not on the list. Oh, no, best line. Neither one's. Come on, Cohagen, you got what you want. Get those people air. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I just got my brain thinking. You know, since we had so much fun with doing the Arnie quotes, why not do a story here about? Uh, 10 great movies famous for one unforgettable quote. Ooh, yes, I like I, it. I do too. I pulled this. I saw this off screen rant earlier this week, and I said, you know what? This would be something else really fun to do. Now, what we're going to do, Eric, is we're going to discuss this a little bit differently. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say the quote. Okay. That is the quotes that are listed here in the story. All right. And I'm going to try and do my best impersonations of the actors and actresses who gave <laughs> okay. these quotes. Your job. Uh-oh. is to uh, let me know what movies they are from. All right. So we're going to go and ahead. And then if I get them all right, what's my prize? If you get them all right, your prize is my eternal adulation. Oh, hey, all right. I've there always wanted go. to get that. And I That's respect awesome. you anyway, but I'll respect you <laughs> 10 times more. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we're going to start. Uh, we're going to go here in descending order. From... And you guys play along, too, in the audience with me. So, yeah, yeah, please do. And, Think and of yell this out. Like... Yeah, yell out. Maybe I'll be able to hear it through uh, some kind of time warp uh, podcasting loop. Right. Thing. Pretend like you're at home watching Jeopardy and you're playing Jeopardy <laughs> along with the show. There you okay, go. so here we go. So again, we're going to start from number 10 and work our way down to number one. All right. So Eric, here's here the go. number 10 quote. Yes. Soylent Green is people. Oh, well, that's Soylent Green, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that one is pretty easy. Yeah. Pretty easy. Charlton Heston. That, for that movie, uh, for people who don't know, that movie was, yeah, Charlton Heston. It was very big in its time. That was the big the big hook on it. You know, they were always wondering. They were, I guess people had run out of food at this point, but they were given this mm-hmm. Soylent Green to, to sustain them, and they didn't know at the time that it was made out of 
people. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it's set in an apocalyptic future where people yeah. eat a substance made from sea plankton known as Soylent Green. Which, so yeah, you were exactly right. And this movie came out in 1973, and it was one of those ch- chain of films that Heston did in the early and mid 70s. That also like were with some disaster films, like he did Earthquake. He also did, I think, uh, Airport. So, um, so well, yeah. then along and then along the the not those lines, but mm-hmm. uh, he also had Planet of the Apes series that he exactly, did exactly, which he's known for. And he's always got that's so funny his acting style. He's always got. I, I'm not going to be surprised if I hear one more from Charlton Heston in there because I know All which right. one it's going to be. But um, he's always uh, he's always known for that, right? That one big line. He's, ah, he's yelling. It's and, like and overdealing it too. Yeah, yeah big yeah. time. All right, so here we go. Number nine. You're going to get this one. Okay. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Oh, that's uh, Sunset Strip. Exactly. Yep. Billy Wilder's classic Sunset Strip. And, yeah, or Sunset with, uh, Boulevard, I'm sorry. Sunset Boulevard. Sunset sorry, sorry, Boulevard, yeah. yeah. What, what's uh, uh, the actress's name? I can't think of it. Uh, yeah, the actress who did that was uh, here. I'm looking. I just forgot. It's not. Um, I was going to say Joan Crawford. William Holden was in it. Uh, William Holden was in it. It was. Um, it wasn't Hedy Lamarr. Um, I'm looking here. Hold on. I, I don't want to look at the screen because I don't want to give anything anything extra away to right. myself. Exactly. Uh, I think. It but was. it's a very popular black and white movie. Um, yeah, in that one it was very weird. I think he plays a reporter. If I remember right, William Holden plays a reporter mm-hmm. who goes to this this a- age aged out actress. Right. Um, and she ends up. Um, do you need a keyboard? Because I, I gave him the mouse, folks, but I did not give him the keyboard. Yeah, here, let me see that <laughs> to control the computer. Let me so see. I, that. But I, because I didn't want to see it. Yeah, that's all right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up uh, the cast list here on Sunset Boulevard. And yeah. Uh, bear with us. Bear with us, folks. Bear with us. All right, Sunset Boulevard film. Sorry, folks. Right, Jeopardy. This is making great podcasting. Right, it would. So let's get the cast list on this thing here. So yeah, the uh, main actors in this are um, William Holden, Gloria Swanson. I did say Gloria Swanson before, so I was right. So what she is is she's kind of an age out actress who is Mm -hmm. is uh, kind of uh, you don't really know if she's really off her rocker or not. They kind of leave you guessing. Right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, at the very end, um, she. I think she had killed William Holden if I'm correct because they kind of have this kind of love affair mm-hmm. and you know he's younger she's a lot older and then in the end you know she's it's like she's, she's living not in a real world essentially right. and it's like she's always waiting for the camera she thinks everything is just a, a picture show everything she's acting she's yeah. acting in this world it's yeah exactly so. okay so now we go down to number eight you're gonna get this one too oh they call me Mr. Tid oh that's uh yes oh um what's well, uh um Oh, I was going to say the, the name of the movie is Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> what, what's the name? Of the, uh, the name uh, of the movie is In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night. And the actor who said it was Sid, the great Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier, yes. yes. I could see his face. I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes. Yes, In the Heat of the Night, one of the seminal classic they films. They call me Mr. Mr. Tibbs. Yep. It was, yeah. This movie was so, so impactful, Eric, during the yes. mid-60s when it came out at the very height of the civil rights movement. That there were movie theaters in the South that refused to show it Ooh, yeah. simply because the lead actor was a black man. Yeah. Unfair. Well, yeah, and, and Sidney Poitier, I mean, the guy was was complete class, and, and he yep. broke so many barriers. I mean, the guy, yep. he, he was amazing. Um, yeah. You know, so anyway, yeah, he... Yeah, just and, a phenomenon. Yeah, then Rod Steiger actually, I think, won an Oscar for his portrayal as uh, Sheriff Gillespie in that movie. By and the then way, also too. they they remade the uh, uh, remade a TV show out of it. Turned the a TV of, show turned with Carol O'Connor and the Heat of the Night, mm-hmm. and they yeah. had uh, I can't remember who played 
well, Sydney's for, part. Uh, that was played by an actor named Howard Rollins. Howard Rollins, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, very famous. And we have also a local actor uh, who was in that. Uh, oh, former Fresno mayor Alan Autry. Yes, yeah, Alan exactly. Autry played, he played Bubba. Bubba. That's right. Okay, as we go on down the list here, number seven, you're going to get this one too. I could have been a contender. Oh, that's Marlon Brando. Exactly. Uh, from in um, the oh, Waterfront. Waterfront. On the Waterfront, directed by yes. Ilya Kazan. Okay, number six. This one Whoa. might be a little bit tougher. <laughs> you give me a, no, give me a uh, Marlon Brando. Yeah, the great one. Also, uh, who played that? Uh, Rod Steiger was in that. Rod Steiger was in that as yeah, well. Yeah, played, I think, his brother, right? He played his he brother. Played his brother, yeah. Who, who was the other guy that played the mob boss? Oh, my gosh. what is? I can see his face. I cannot see. I cannot think of his name, though. Yeah, hold on. I'll let you know. All right. He's going to look it up again. Toot, toot. You know, I'm, I'm kind of making him work here. I think he thought he was going to make me work, but... I did. <laughs> I'm turning the tables, folks. I'm turning the tables. I did, but you know what? That's A-OK because I really have no problem with that. Oh, my God. I should know who's in that. Like the guy, uh, the mob boss guy. What? Yeah, Who's so that let's actor? See here. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to be like, oh, why didn't I know oh, that? Oh, you know what? Carl Malden. No, Carl Malden was in it. He played the, the priest. That Oh, that's right. Uh, was it Lee J. Cobb? Cobb, Cobb. Lee, Lee J. Cobb. J. Cobb. He played the... Uh, Fantastic character actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also, Eva Marie Saint was in it. Eva so Marie Saint, that's right. Pat Henning, Rod Steiger, and then, of course, uh, Brando was the lead in that. I think that was one of his first big... I can't remember. Did Sunset come out before that? Not... Uh, um, uh, Not Sunset. Um, Streetcar Named Desire. Did that come out before? No, Streetcar came out after. After, This, this right. came out in 54. Streetcar Named Desire came out in 56 or 57, Okay, I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but th- this is one of the seminal classic American movies. And this was the movie that officially catapulted Marlon Brando into superstar lead actor echelon status. Yeah. And I mean, he had already had a decorated stage career before this, but this one really bumped him up in Hollywood. So he was well known for that. And you know, and that's the thing, you know, we're talking about movies, like you're saying fit in the fifties. I mean, mm-hmm. these movies were classics and they didn't have to have all this sci-fi, nope. uh, not sci-fi, but I should say special effects, digital mm-hmm. crap. You know what I mean? It's good exactly. stories. The way they filmed it was amazing. What they did with the lighting. I mean, just overall, right. just unbelievable back exactly. in those days. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Number yes. six here. This one might be a little bit tougher. Okay. Ooh, I'm ready. No wire hangers. Oh yeah, that's uh uh oh my gosh. Um not Joan Crawford and close, you're getting more. Oh, oh, oh it's not Joan Crawford? It's a no movie more based on hangers. Joan it's a movie based on Joan Crawford's relationship with her with her uh, daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh hold on. Uh something cry uh what is it? I Oh, my wife knows this. She loves Faye this Dunaway as Joan Crawford. Oh, Faye Dunaway played her. That's yes. right. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah. The movie is called Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest. I should have known that. Yep. Oh. Mommy Dearest. And it's about the, it's a biopic about I'm so the. so sad. My wife's uh, going to be so upset. I hope she doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> I hope not either. Uh, I was going to hit the, uh, the wah, wah, wah button, but I decided not to. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So hopefully we're still recording okay there. Yeah. Uh, at any rate. So it's yeah. Like, it's like, does my wife, uh, does my wife still love me? Yeah. No, does she love me? There we go. That's the right one. Right. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Mommy Dearest is one of those movies that a lot of people don't know about because when it came out, it was really deadpanned by the critics. But over time, it's gained a lot of appeal, mm. and it's it's not considered one of the greatest of all time. But Faye Dunaway's performance still holds up, so yeah, it's 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 withstood the test of time. There. Well, and plus it's it's about a, a Hollywood. You know, it, it's from the perspective of her daughter. She wrote this after, and and. Uh, so if, if for those who don't know, so uh, Joan Crawford mm-hmm. um, had adopted. She yeah. I can't remember, she I think she was married at different times, but she did she adopt was. two children. She wasn't married at the time. She adopted two children. Yeah. 
And this is their. This was the daughter's story. I don't know if the son ever came out and said. I don't recall. Yeah, uh, whether don't this either. was true or not. But this was the daughter's story of what life was like growing up. And and she she put this out way after her uh, adopted mother mm-hmm. uh, was uh, had passed away. So yep. my point was that you know I think maybe people were taken with a grain of salt. Maybe that's why in the, in the beginning it didn't because she was such a beloved Hollywood mm-hmm. icon. Joan Crawford was right, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, moving on now, we get to number five on this list, and this was a top ten list, by the way, folks. So we're at number five right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm dragging it out too hey. much, too many details. We're both dragging it out. Uh, here we go. <laughs> the quote is: "Fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a bumpy night." Ooh, man, that seems like that could be... That's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. That could be a lot of movies. It seems like this one has had... This quote has been in a lot of movies and, and said differently, though. All right, so yes. fascinating. Okay, give me... Can you give me a clue? I can give you a clue. Uh, the actress who says the quote is Betty Davis. Uh, it's not all about Eve, is it? Bingo. Oh, you got yes. it. Ding, Boom. Ding 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 ding, 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 ding. What do we got for the winner, Johnny? Yeah. We need like a woohoo. I know. I don't, I don't have that sound like effect that, right? in there. Yeah. So yeah, that quote is from the great classic movie All About Eve, which was penned by the great Joseph Mankiewicz, one of the great screenwriters in the history of Hollywood. And uh, it was pretty much like uh, Sunset Boulevard's I'm ready for my close-up quote in that it really kind of portrayed the overall feeling, the flow of the film, and it really was the signature moment from the movie. Who, who was the younger Who was the younger actress in that? Who played the younger actress? Uh, yeah, the younger actress in that, as I look at the cast list here, we have Ann Baxter was in it, George Sanders, Celeste Holm. Who, who, play, who played, though, the, uh, the lead, the, the, the young... Because Betty Davis was in it, but so basically, what this is, folks, is, is uh, this is a great movie. Another black and white. See, these are all. It's funny. These are and all. Ba- and Baxter was the younger actress. And Baxter was the okay. Yeah. So this this is what it is. She plays a uh, actress, like an up and coming actress, very yeah. humble, very uh, naive, mm-hmm. right? And yep. she kind of gets in with uh, Betty Davis's character, mm-hmm. and what what truly comes out of it though is that she's really just a conniving. Uh, a ladder climber, essentially, right? And yep. so she basically, you know, gets in with her and then at some point stabs her in the back, steps on her to climb o- over her to get to the next level. Yep. She plays a great, she plays a great, great character in this. I mean, her acting is, is amazing. Um, if you guys do get a chance, check this out. It's interesting, though, that we've got Sunset Boulevard. We've got this one, All About Eve. And it's mm-hmm. funny how these these crazy shows and the one you're talking about, Mommy Dearest, these are about Hollywood itself, right? They are. <laughs> and the people that come out of it. So that, if that shows you anything, and the, back in those days, I think they kind of knew what they were dealing with. Yeah, exactly. They were a little more truthful <laughs> with us. Um, but this is a great, great movie. The guy who plays uh, my grandma is so funny. Just a quick story for you folks. Which sure. um, my grandma loved the actor that played the film critic in this, and I cannot remember the guy's name, but it has a very distinct voice. But she, she just thought he was the he was the cat's meow. Would I be believe her. it was Hugh Marlowe. Hugh Marlowe. Okay, yes. she thought he was the cat's meow. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah, so great. Okay, next I, one. All right, as we go on to the surprise, I got that one. I I was really? at least on the second try. Well, because yeah. well, when you said Betty Davis, because yeah. that that line though, that quote, mm-hmm. bumpy ride. I mean, that's 
I mean, that's how many movies say that? It, a lot of them. A lot, you know? And it's also been quoted in animated stuff. I think stuff, they had Snakes like, on a Plane or right. Airplane, one exactly. of those two. Exactly. <laughs> said like, it for sure, Jurassic Park. You and, can, like, uh, I even tell my wife and daughter when we take our trips to SoCal, hang on, it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess <laughs> exactly. now we know where it came from, right? Exactly. All right, so now we get to number four on our list, number which four. is my all-time favorite Humphrey Bogart movie, as a matter of fact. Oh, my god, That's a clue right there. Uh-oh. Badges? We ain't got no badges. Uh, is that uh, Sierra Madre? Yes, Treasure of the wow, Sierra Treasure Madre. Treasure of Sierra Madre, yeah. Yes, this is a classic, classic film directed by the great John Huston. Mm. And uh, Humphrey Bogart, of course, played the lead as Fred C. Dobbs in that one. And uh, John Huston actually appeared in the film uh, as well. He played a character. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was uh, the American Tampico in the white suit here, according to the cast list. So Treasure of Sierra Madre, uh, Humphrey Bogart <laughs> plays, uh, basically he plays a real nasty character in this. Yeah, he does. Um, so if you guys are looking for kind of, uh, if you do want to see a Humphrey Bogart film that's kind of out of the realm of what we usually think of Humphrey Bogart as kind of the, uh, you know, the anti-hero, hero-esque guy, yep. uh, this this definitely will, will uh, set your mind in a different path. Because it will. This is a film basically about two things, masculinity and greed. Yes. And oh, it will greed, yeah. Yeah, sure. definitely for sure. And it came out during a time when uh, those two topics were very taboo to discuss, at least in... In, on the big screen and mm. so John Houston in a way kind of uh, gave Bogart a more uh, a different view for the audience because up to that time you know we had seen him play the the role of Sam Spade in uh, in Casablanca I believe it yeah. was he was also in um, uh, he played a detective what detective uh, in the fa- Philip, uh, Philip Marlowe and uh, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, Maltese Falcon. Maltese Falcon, which yeah. is a great one as well. And then he had been in some earlier films as well. So, yeah, this definitely turned Humphrey Bogart from the protagonist, the suave, do tough, right guy. To the root now, for, the one you want to root for. The, guy to. That, the one you want to root for to the guy you want to root against. Yeah. And interesting, that quote was not actually said by Humphrey Bogart. It was actually said by uh, one of the um, Mexican uh, citizens that uh, he ends up uh, interrogating or at one of the Mexican antagonist, I'm sorry, says in a response to being asked for identification, we don't need no, no. badges. Yeah. And that that line has since been quoted many, many times before and even um, parodied by the great Mel Brooks, I believe, in some of his <laughs> films, too. So interesting on that one. Number three, we move yes. down to the list here. Okay, oh my God, this is a tough one. I drink your milkshake. Oh God, that sounds so familiar. I, I'll, is it I'll drink your milkshake or I drink your milkshake? The quote is, I drink your milkshake. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to need a clue on this one. Okay, the clue on this one is one of the most celebrated artistic actors of his generation. Oh, my gosh. He. Okay, maybe that's too broad of a clue. Let me give you... <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Okay, here, here's another clue for you. Uh, he was... That's crazy. It's a he crazy was, clue. He was in um, a Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. So, I mean, I drink your milkshake. Uh, I would say I'm looking at Robert De Niro. No. 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 Um, He was with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? In a Martin Scorsese movie. The actor who said this quote was in a Martin Scorsese movie with Leonardo um, DiCaprio. Uh not true blood, bad blood. Um, uh, You're close. There Get will be closer. blood. Yes, there you, there go. you go. But who's the actor who says <laughs> that's it? That's right. That's right. He says yes. He does. Doesn't he say it? In the, and he says it in the bowling alley after yes. he kills the uh, the guy Dying. that was the well. He was a priest or he was a preacher, young preacher. And right. Then he comes to him at the very right. End. But yeah. who's the actor who says the quote? Um, 
Oh, man. Daniel Day-Lewis. There you go. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, one of the yeah. most celebrated you, actors of all I, time. Oh, remember, I told you uh, in, a, in, a, in a past podcast, I've told you I get him and the yes. other guy mixed up that played in uh, uh, Lost Boys, uh, Patrick, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Who's the guy that played in the Lost Boys? Well, Kiefer Sutherland. No, no, um, no, not Kiefer Sutherland, but the guy who played. He also played in that. Oh, movie you're Jason about Patrick. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. I get yeah. for some reason I always get those two mixed up. I can I see know. that they're both yeah. suave and debonair. I guess because <laughs> they kind of came out. They kind of became like yes. uh, you come kind of became aware of them at the same time. And right. I think my mind just anyway. Okay, so I drink your milkshake. That's right. Yes, yep. yes, yes. There will be blood. Yes, number two on the list. No, oh, you're gonna definitely. If you miss this one, I'm gonna hit you, Eric. Okay. Uh, um, number two. We need a bigger boat? No. Uh-oh. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, Tom Hanks. Yes, League of their own. League, League of their own. Yeah. Arguably one of Hanks's greatest roles ever. And mind <laughs> you, I take that with a hefty grain of salt because he's had a lot of great ones. <laughs> But uh, you scare me when you say that. If you miss this one, I'm like, uh oh, uh oh. I was close to uh-oh. flogging you with this mouse <laughs> if you had missed it. And uh, now we get not down, a real mouse, mouse folks. Not a it's real a computer mouse. mouse. It's a computer mouse. Yes. Yeah. Now we get down to the number one quote on this list, at least, and you're going to get this one definitely. Okay. Stella, hey Stella. Oh yes, I, I mentioned it earlier. Streetcar named Desire. Streetcar named Marlon Desire. Brando. Yes. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, another. It's funny that I'd say what three quarters of the movies came out in the what fifties and sixties uh, on this list. They're black, all black and white. They're those, black and those, white films. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Another one you had. Uh, so it was Marlon Brando. You had Carl uh, Malden again. Yep. Carl Malden was. You in had. That. Oh, what was her name? Oh my gosh, the lead. I know she played in. Uh, um, um, she played in Gone with the Wind. I should know her. What is her name? The actress. Uh, you are thinking of Jessica Tandy. No, not Jessica Tandy. She was Blanche Dubois. Uh, are you thinking of Kim Hunter? No, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Well, okay. I have the cast list up right yeah, here. Yeah, let's see the, the cast list. So here we go. So we have Jessica Tandy, who played Blanche Dubois. Carl Malden was Harold Mitch Mitchell. Brando, of course. Stanley no, Kowalski. wait a minute. We're missing somebody. Scroll up here. There's no way. Yeah. Let's see. Yes way. Oh, Hold wait. on. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. No, Jessica Tandy played his love. That's Jessica Tandy right there. Played the yeah, love. Right. Yeah, right. The, lo- the love interest, right? Yeah. No, is this the stage? Are you looking at the uh-huh. stage? Oh, you know what? Maybe you, this, I this is. I think this is the stage. Sorry, folks. He's got the cast list of the stage up. Um, the movie. Right. Okay. Let's go. Movie. I am so sorry. No, no, no. My that's bad. okay. That's okay. There's Vivian Lee. Oh, Vivian Lee. I, I should, okay. I there can't believe go. I blinked on her name. Vivian and look, Lee. And look, Carl Malden and Kim Hunter went over from the stage with Brando to the movie version. Yeah. So it wasn't too far off on the cast list there. Yeah. But Vivian Lee, okay, was in. And we all know who Vivian Lee is, folks. So if you haven't seen Gone with the Wind, Gone with go the wind. see it. I don't care if people call you a racist for watching it. Go see it. Vivian Lee and Clark Gable. Yep. Classic. But, but this movie, yeah. Def- and this was a uh, based off of the uh, tennis. See Williams uh, stage play, which um, of course Brando was in, and um, I think he won a couple of uh, stage awards for this movie. A couple of the, Tonys, a couple of Tonys for this, but yeah, this is uh, one of the seminal films from the golden age of Hollywood as well. It's funny they used to say that Brando he would he would always he would just do crazy stuff like he'd be playing poker and stuff, and he'd almost miss his cues coming in to the stage. Yep, <laughs> they said one time he was playing with a knife and he ended up cutting like his hand, and he go, has to go on had to go on stage all wrapped up, uh-huh. and then like the other other actors are. Like looking at him, like what the what the heck happened? He's all exactly. bleeding, like you know. Well, when he, when he when he shot the God 
grandfather, um, he refused to learn his lines, to memorize his lines. Oh, I remember this story. Yeah. And so people, what people don't know is when he did the Godfather, every scene, every scene that you see him in, he's always looking off to the side. He never looks directly looking up. Looking up. And the reason why is because there were stagehands behind camera who had uh, cue cards Big with cue his cards. lines on them. And that's why he had those deposits too. He was like, yep. oh yeah, um, gonna make uh, a little offer a couple of fuse. Yeah, he would make the big right. those big pauses and it's like you're thinking he's this great actor he's this huge pauses he's doing right. his method right he's all in the method no he's exactly. just trying to wait for the cue card to come up or exactly. read the cue card yeah. so, and figure out how to deliver the so, line this anyway, guy is unbelievable right he was so yeah those are the uh, top 10 according to screenrant.com here uh, those are the top well, 10 that was a pretty good list and I, I feel pretty actually I, I feel pretty happy that I got actually majority of them especially the older ones yes I would I was, say you got uh, 85% of these no no, no more than that 95% okay I, I'd say yeah. 90 yeah 90 95 I'll take 95 but 90 okay um, okay let me ask you this what yes. quotes did they miss I think they definitely missed I think we're gonna need a bigger boat a bigger boat that I mentioned Jaws. yes I also, that, that's a huge one I can't believe that one was left out I'm kind of surprised they didn't include yeah. um, that's no moon it's a space station Alec Guinness, Star Wars, episode oh, four. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also Harrison Ford, I got a bad feeling or, about this. Or I'm your father. Or I'm your, Luke, I'm your father. Yeah. Uh, another movie that I'm thinking or, about that Or has, I love you, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a good one, too. Did you did you know the story behind that? You probably do. Yeah, I do. Apparently, it was written much differently. And Harrison... George, George Lucas had, had written, actually, a mm-hmm. different line. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, George Lucas wrote a different line, and I think the line was supposed to go, um, he said, like, she says, I love you, and then he was supposed to say, I love you back. I or love something. you too. I love you something. too. And Harrison, simple, right? yeah, simple. But Harrison Ford didn't like it. He thought that it was just too stale for the moment. Well, no, he, and he or also said like too that. that, well, no, he also said that he, he, uh, uh, his character would never say it. Would never say that. There you go. That's right. His yes. character would never say. It. So he actually shut down production because he wouldn't. Him and George were fighting over that line. They actually had to shut down production for a day. Yep. Finally, George gave in mm-hmm. and said and thought still and still from what I understand still thought the line was crap, but mm-hmm. actually left it in. Yeah. In the final cut in the editing and yep. look, it became the most one of the most iconic lines. Yep. Out of that uh, series. Some other quotes that I'm surprised weren't included. Frankly, my dear, I don't oh, give a damn. Oh, that's a good one. Gone with the wind. Clark Gone with Gable. the wind. That's also, classic. As I'm look- you had Casablanca. I just saw a picture. What was that one? Uh, Play it uh, again, Sam. Play it again, Sam, which he actually didn't say. Uh, right. He actually didn't say. There was another quote that he was famous for as well. He says, I got to get on that plane. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but sometime soon. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Then you have this great quote from Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro. You talking to me? You talking to me? Because I'm the only one here. Yeah. That's a great one. I also think, oh, there's another one from All About Eve. Oh, Fasten Your Seatbelt. That's going to be a That's the one that we night. just quoted. Yeah. There you go. May the force be with you from Star May Wars. May the force be with you. Another one I was thinking of too that I just, there oh. we go. Go ahead, make my day. I cannot believe that wasn't in there now either. I know. That is crazy, right? And obviously, we all know what that what that's from. And actually, it's not from the first Dirty Harry movie film, uh, folks. It's from Go Ahead, Make My Day. Didn't make its appearance until the movie Sudden Impact came out in 1983. 1983. Yeah, uh, there we go. Here's, Here's looking, looking at you, at you kid. kid. That was Casablanca. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas, Kansas anymore. anymore. That yeah. could have easily been included from Wizard of Oz. 
Here we go. You don't understand. Oh, no, yeah. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum, which is what I am. Yeah. We already mentioned part of that quote when you um, mentioned it there a few minutes ago. And then here we go. I'm going to make yeah. him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, another one. Yeah, well, another I one. Do you, a, you I do a pretty in, good yeah. brand. You do a good one. I'll, I'll, I'll let you yeah. go, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then there we go. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. So there are so many great movie quotes to include. You can't have just one perfect top 10 list, but I thought those were some other ones that could have been included as yeah, well. Yeah, no, those are amazing. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know what this has really done is it's kind of sparked my interest back in. I need to go back and watch. I mean, I've watched these movies, but I need to go back and rewatch them. And you know what, Eric? Part of my love of movies is a love of the great classic films because I have a lot of good classic films on disc at home. And then I do, I stu- I do stream a lot of them mm. on some of the streaming platforms. And so, yeah, I love... Uh, the, to me, these are what great movies and great storytelling were about and what should be about. Yeah. You know, I also think of a, my favorite musical of all time, West Side Story, the original mm. one, folks, with Richard Boehmer and uh, Rita Moreno and Natalie Wood. Natalie That's Wood. One. That's right. James Dean's, um, uh, oh, yeah, James. Well, you got Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. You've got. East of uh, Eden and Giant. East of Eden and Giant. Yeah, and Rebel Without a Cause, of course, a great quote from that is, uh, why is everybody trying to tear me apart? <laughs> you know, yeah. James Dean going nuts there. But yeah, just so many great quotes from so many great classic films. And you're right. There's a treasure trove of them out there. And they they deserve to be watched again and to be enjoyed. Yeah. And, and I think that's getting, you know, to be honest, I think it's getting lost. You know, because there's really not a, a venue, I think. Like, you know, what I mean by that is that usually when we had regular cable, not too many people have cable anymore or, you know, some What's kind that? of TV service. But, you know, you'd have Turner Classic Movies and you could go flip over there. And a lot of times they'd play yep. them on, you know, we'd have, we'd be, yeah. all we had was regular TV when we had that and then they'd be playing them on regular TV. Yeah. It'd be a big event. You know, oh, they're playing, you know, uh, Gone with the Wind. Right. But, um, yeah, you know, nowadays it's streaming. It's like, I, I don't even know. I, you know, these are a lot of movies that I need to get my daughter into. Mm-hmm. Um, she hasn't seen a lot of these I mean you know so it's like you know now that I'm thinking about it I'm like you know I need to, I need to expose her to this because she needs to have that good quality culturated Hollywood movie you know the old right. fashioned you know, to know what a real good movie is exactly you know? and you know what I was exposed to a lot of these films when I watched them with my mother and when I watched them with my, my grandparents mm. I mean my grandparents weren't cultured from the sense that they had a great appreciation for great movies and books and music and stuff like that but they did watch a lot of the old classic movies from the golden age of Hollywood from the period of the late 20s up and when the, the advent of talkies up until the 50s just before uh, before the Red Scare blackballed a lot of people in Hollywood. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I would watch movies like Gone with the Wind, Wizard of Oz, The Searchers with John Wayne, and the great spaghetti westerns of Clint Eastwood in the 60s with Sergio Leone. So, And then um, they would play them on, and that's the thing, when we grew up in an era where there was no cable, essentially when we were real young, I right. mean, cable started, mm-hmm. it was it was uh, really, it didn't hit until probably my teens, and you were probably still a young a young person. At that I was point. a young but, dude at the time, yes. But, you know, a lot of people still didn't have cable, or they didn't really use I mean, so point being is that we would watch them on regular TV because that's what they would be showing. Yeah, you know, they would exactly. just be constantly showing a lot of these older movies. So you got just kind of got exposed to them because that's all they had to watch. Now with streaming, there's so much that I think they're getting missed uh, missed out here. Right, exactly. Um, well, yeah, you know what? I guess we could talk about the story. We got sure we got a couple minutes. You mm-hmm. pulled up into the story. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, and unfortunately, uh, another part of the strike is that all these shows some shows that we actually do want to watch and we're actually pretty good are on hold right right we can't watch but what we do here is a screen rant here had an article about uh wednesday Mm -hmm. season two it's kind of interesting i guess it's going to take place the the only reason i really pulled up this article is that 
the costume uh, designer was talking about how they're going to be uh, mm-hmm. Morticia Adams are going to have you know uh, and Gomez are going to have all these nicer costumes and because they're, they're going to be actually more involved I guess in the series now because it's going to take place. Mm-hmm. At their house. Okay. If you remember at the end of the season, right? Wednesday is leaving the school. Right. I don't know if the sc- I don't remember if the school year's over or why she's leaving, but she's leaving the school. But then at the very end, she gets a text or something, right? Like a threatening, you know, text or something. And uh, so mm-hmm. it's like dun dun dun. It's a cliffhanger. Yep. I'm kind of I'm kind of this is gonna be fun if they bring it back to the house. That's what I always love. Now, you know, if, uh, I guess in the movies, you know, the TV shows like the TV show was fun. Yeah, but with the movies with um, uh, with Raul Julia, Raul Julia, and uh, Angelica Houston, Angelica Houston, Christina Ricci, yes, Christopher Lloyd. The house was always the fun part. I mean, that was a crazy, and then Uncle Fester and all the crazy stuff he would do. Right, right. So I can't wait. What I'm getting at is, I can't wait for them to get back to the house because this is right. going to be fun. That house is going to be fun. Right, right. And I, ha- I mean, I'm imagining it. I hope it is. The house is part of the allure of the series, you know, because yeah, I mean, it, for sure, it, yeah, yeah it, it definitely makes up the the characters, and then they make up the house as well so yeah that's interesting but um yeah are you looking forward to this uh when they do get started again unfortunately it's going to be stalled for who knows how long now uh yeah kind of uh i'm cautiously optimistic you know cautiously yeah i'm going to kind of use the rule of the mandalorian here to judge because Mm. i was so geeked for season two of the mandalorian and i wasn't overly disappointed but it really didn't get good until the last two or three episodes and then, of course, we know what a stinker season three was. So I'm cautiously optimistic about season two of Wednesday. I guess, if anything, I will say this, that, um, that Tim Burton um, stays real, does, a, does a fantastic job of staying true to his source material. Mm. And so I don't think he's going to try and over-embellish the second season. I don't think he's going to try and make it out to be more than what it's going to be, nor do I think he's going to try and drive away from the main focus of the series, which is... Wednesday Adams. Yeah. At least I hope he won't. Yeah. Tim, I hope you're listening, man. I respect you as a filmmaker and an artist. Don't do it. Well, I w- I'm going to be real interested in, in seeing uh, uh, some more of uh, Fred Armistead as uh, uh, right Uncle as, Fester. As Uncle Fester, yeah. He, he did. That was a great part. Right. I mean, he's scaringly good. As, I, as I, w- I wish Fester. he would have had a bigger part, uh, really, right, right. In, in the in the first season. So, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, that's, uh, that's all we have today uh, for the show. And uh, yep. anyway, please check us out on our social media. Yep. What do we got? Well, Facebook. At, got them on Facebook at Pardon the Intermission. All right. And at uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, at PTI underscore podcast. X marks the spot. All right, guys. Hey, take care. Have a good one. We'll see you on the next show. Yep. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.